Welcome to Firm Foundation Ministries Podcast. We hope it encourages you and inspires you to live out the purpose God has for your life. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Um, I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. And this is our third series, our message in this series, The Jordan Journey. And I'm excited about this thing because we've been subtitling this, this message to deal with a topic every week. And as we work through it, and so this week I've subtitled this topic, right? Breaking the cycle. Everybody say breaking the cycle. Because that's what every one of these sermons are about. Before we cross into Jordan, God is interested in breaking the cycle of the wilderness. Forty years they spent in the wilderness in a cycle. Hello, somebody. And so each message of this series is going to be about breaking a cycle. Now, you're not going to like this one today, but we're going to do it anyway. And y'all have to forgive me a little bit if the preacher comes out. Because today I want to talk about breaking the cycle of unpreparedness. Let's read. Joshua chapter 1 verse 10. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare. Everybody say prepare. Prepare your provisions. Now the King James says vittles. Hello somebody. Prepare your provisions for within three days. Say three days. You're to pass over this Jordan to go to take possession of the land that the Lord God is giving you to possess. And the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. So two and a half of the tribes. Joshua said, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord is your God, providing you a place to rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. So if you'll remember, they came, this two and a half tribe came to Moses and said, We're not really interested in living in the land of Canaan. We want, we want to stay on this side of the Jordan. Now, Moses wasn't really happy about all that, neither were the rest of the people. But Moses allowed it and said, okay, but you have to make me an agreement. You're going to fight with everybody else in Canaan so we can possess it. Then you can come back and have this land. So here we are. So Moses gave you beyond the Jordan, and all the men of valor among you shall pass over the arm before your brothers, and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land and your possessions, and you shall possess it in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan towards the sunrise. So Joshua's just reminding them of their promise. And they answered Joshua... All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Hello, somebody. Every place and everywhere. That's what we will do. We will keep our promise. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Think about this, church. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Now, God already promised that. Whoever rebels against your command and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. Bless it to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Now, we talk a lot about victory in the Christian life. Overcoming. Getting over. Dealing with. Growing. Maturing. uh, Working through some stuff. 
and finding victory, having some battles and finding victory. And most of our testimonies are surrounded around, I was sick, but I found victory. Or I was depressed and I found victory. I was anxious and I found victory. Or, or you know, I, I, I was uh, dealing with financial issues and we found victory. I had a job, I had family. I found all this stuff and we found victory. Hello, somebody. Let Pastor Don bless you this morning. And I want you to understand something. There is no lasting victory without preparation. Preparation is the key to possessing victory. You can have moments of victory, but not be the possessor of victory. Uh, In other words, you can have moments where victory is in your hand, and, hello somebody, and it's like your favorite football team, right? Like they they can't help themselves but to lose. I mean, they got victory in hand, like Nebraska yesterday. 28 to 17, victory is in hand. And the coaches decide with an 11-point lead to do an onside kick. Stupid, not dumb. Everybody should have been fired in the middle of the game because we had victory in hand, but we couldn't possess it. We're not ready to play football. I'm just, hello, somebody. They're not prepared. I guarantee you Nick Saban ain't making it. Hello, somebody. You can have victory in your hand and it can slip out because of the merry-go-round. Stupid. Preparation is the key to possessing victory. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of these little bitty moments where I have a little bit of victory and it just seems like it falls out. It squeezes through my hand. It just like a, it's like a greased pig. You can't hold on to it. Can't, can't hold on to it. I want to walk in the land of victory. I want to live in the land of victory. That don't mean I ain't going to have no battles. I just want, I want to walk in, there comes a time when God calls us to that. But here's the deal. We, we, We understand that there are moments when we come to this place where God calls us to possess victory. That we have to wait on God for his timing and his possession, right? We got to understand that waiting is not necessarily wasting. Let me ask some, some of y'all are waiting on victory on some very powerful things. Some, I mean some deep things. Some stuff you've been struggling with, wrestling through. Some stuff all your life that God has given you a promise of breakthrough. A promise of victory in. And you've been waiting on the Lord. You feel like you had a bus stop waiting for the great, come on somebody. You're just waiting for that thing to show up. But my question is, what are we doing while we're waiting? What we, are we just waiting, stuff scattered all out? Because we've been there for so long, we done dug the backpack out, put this over here and that over there, and we digging through stuff, and we just bored with waiting, and we just frustrated, huffing. <sighs> Is it ever going to happen? Is it ever, we just got stuff. And then when the bus shows up, we ain't ready. We're not ready to get on it. It's um, pulled up there. Now you got to get yourself ready. I love my wife with all my heart. I promise you all this. I promise y'all, do y'all know how long it takes to pull into the Walmart parking lot and find the parking space? Now, it ain't like she ain't know we wasn't going and getting out. (laughs) She the one said, let's go. I ain't got no joy in going to Walmart. We get there, we drive all the way over there. We drive it in there. She know we're getting out of the car. Driving around. Now, see, she had shoes on when she got in the car. But on the way to Walmart, she done took them shoes off. 
She done put her purse to the side. She done got this over there and this over here and the phone's over here. Everything, it's a five minute drive. She done got stuff everywhere. Now we pull it in the parking lot. No, we about to get out of the car. I pull into the parking lot, turn the truck off. I open the door. I'm going into Walmart. No, she gonna wait till the car's turned off and the door. Now she gotta put her shoes on. Now she gotta find her phone. Oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Call my phone. Where's my phone? I can't find my phone. You was just talking to Malin on the phone like you knew he was getting out there. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. And it's my fault. It's hello, somebody. Y'all ain't never. It's my fault that I ain't no defense for it. Ain't no defense for it. Uh, it's my fault that I get out of the car and start walking into Walmart while she ain't ready. Or you ain't going to wait for me. No, I'm, you're not ready. You're not ready. It took three minutes, five to drive by the parking space. You're not ready. Not ready. I'm not ready. Just not ready. Not ready. I mean, it's so bad. I will announce, hey, we pulling into the parking lot. And she's going to look at me like she don't know what I'm talking about. You, to, you better you put the shoes back. Come on. Get the purse. We got to go inside. And I don't know what's going on. See, because I ain't like it. Some old little old lady going to run me over with a grocery buggy. And I'm just telling you, I ain't excited about going in. She's just not ready. And it don't happen just once. No. <laughs> you take your shoes off what are we doing while we waiting most of us are whining about having to wait what are we doing while we waiting complaining about what we waiting for why in here you know what i'm saying we're not preparing for what we're waiting for we just paused because we're waiting can I say this to you, church? And you got to go home and think about this a little bit today over lunchtime. I just want you to ponder on it. I want it to keep you up tonight. History's saddest day and history's greatest day is three days apart. Israel traveled 40 years to get to this point, And they're not ready. Imagine messing up right here. And let's just be honest. Come on, everybody in here is human. I'm just like you, you're just like me. It is so easy to mess up in between the stages of life. Oh, come on, it is. It's so easy to mess up. But when's the last time our prayer was this? God, prepare my life and prepare my heart. Done. When's the last time our prayer wasn't about the frustration of having to wait, the frustration of not getting what we think we need or want, or even God has promised us. Instead, while we're there, we're saying, God, while I'm waiting on you, will you prepare my life and prepare my heart? Can I say this to us? God has called us to exit Egypt. God has called us to leave the wanderings of the wilderness. God has called us to live in Canaan. It's the promised land and it's a gift from God. Even though God has already given us the land, we must prepare. Come on, church. You don't don't have to fight for victory anymore. You fight from victory. We are already victorious because of what he did. We're not fighting a fight 
that is lost. We're fighting a fight that's already been won. Listen, just as God spoke to the nations of Israel, He's speaking to us. And God is saying to us, beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is what I hear. Prepare your heart, prepare your life, so that I can move and do mighty things in your church and among you as a people. I hear it. I hear God saying that. People won't listen because they don't want to prepare. We want Canaan, but we don't want to prepare. Let me, let me just bless us with some things that as I was working through some stuff and, and just, you know, Lord, what's this all about? Some stuff that, man, just hit me and I just received it. I, I wish it was all 100% mine, but it's not, and that's okay. But it's ours. Come on, somebody. But when we start to prepare, that's got to be a new diet. Bo and I were talking to Tavita yesterday. We were thinking, hey, man, first of the year, maybe we'd do another lifting competition. Hey, that'd be all right. Come on. We got on the United States Powerlifting Association's website. We pulled up everything. Anyway, I, no, I still have all three records in the state of Michigan. Let me stop. Sorry. No one's broke them yet. And I said, I'm going after it. Yeah, for my age, you know. So, you know, it's a feeble crew is what it's called now. <laughs> Most of us, anyway. And I'm like, I want, I want to break those records again. And you know what Dave said to me? He said, PD... You're going to have to eat different. I was like, man, I, gotta, I don't want to. It's like chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli. Chicken. But you can switch it if you want to. Broccoli and chicken. You got to have a new diet. You got to prepare. You can be eating them little Debbie cakes. Let, let me say this to us. Look at verse 10. It's so powerful. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people pass through the midst of the camp. That the Lord commanded the people prepare your portions or vittles is what the King James says. For in three days you're going to pass over this Jordan. Prepare, prepare. So the Jordan's at flood stage. And you, you might have thought Joshua would say, hey, prepare a boat. We're going to cross the Jordan. So y'all better build a boat. That's not what he said. Prepare some food. They needed a new diet. Why? Because the food in the wilderness is not enough to give us victory in Canaan. Prepare some food. So prepare your life so you can live victorious in Canaan. Listen, manna was something God had given to sustain them in the wilderness. It was never intended to be permanent food. It's only designed by God to get you through. Egypt was a land of not enough. The wilderness is the land of just enough. And Canaan is the land of more. See, y'all need to tweet that. That was a good one. Wilderness food, not enough to sustain you. Not in Canaan. Numbers 11, 8. It says manna tasted like oil. Exodus 16, 31 said it tasted like honey. Now, it notes that if it tasted like honey, come on, and oil, it didn't say it was honey and oil. Man is designed to whet our appetite, to cause us to want more of what's produced in Canaan. I'm going to say it out loud. Too many of God's people are committed to living on manna instead of the meat of God in their hearts. They're not going to come to the part to where they're sick and tired of manna and they want to change the way they live. Manna's a heavenly appetizer. Somebody say Amen. But appetizers are good for a little while, but you can't live on them every day. 
Can I say this to us with all the pastoral love that's in my heart? Church, when we change our diet, we'll change our lives. Yeah. One person got it. We got you. You can't, you can't eat bitterness and have a good attitude. You can't eat unforgiveness and have love in your heart for people. When you change your diet, you'll change the way you live. But see, here's the problem with walking with God sometimes is sometimes we've got a delay. A delay happens. And we're like, not another one. Anybody, am I the only one that says, come on, Lord, let's get on with it. I done had a delay. Now I'm, I'm ready. Why is there a new delay? Verse 11, verse 11, it's so powerful. He says, pass through the midst of the camp, prepare your provisions for three days. You, you, not today, not tomorrow, three days. We got a delay. God wanted them to sit down and watch. You know what you're going to do? By a river for three days that's over flooded its banks. That you know you're supposed to cross while you look at it for three days. You're going to doubt every minute that you can cross it. You, you're going to think of all the ways that in your own strength it's impossible to get it. It's too big. If it was normal, it would be fine. It's a, it, you know, it's a big enough job if it was just in its banks. But it's, a, it's flooded. It's bigger than it's supposed to be. This problem turned out to be a bigger problem than I thought. Hello, somebody. And so you're going to sit there for three days. And you're going to watch it and watch it and watch it. And in your mind, you're going to look at all the ways that you can't. Come on, church. Cross it. And the longer you watch the river, the bigger, the mightier, and the harder it becomes to cross. Let me ask you this, church. I want you to, I want you to grab, is there something overflowing its banks in your life? Is there a problem you've tried to cross, but you failed over and over and over again? Tim Hall came up to me, and he was like, hey, Pastor Don, I, ju- I just get this feeling that we're wearing ourselves out on repeat. God is saying... Quit trying to figure it out and begin trusting the resources that I have. Can I say it this way? We need to quit figuring and start faithing. Listen to me, church. Grab a hold of this. This is for us. This is our word. I don't know if it's the word for the church down the street. This is our word. This is for Firm Foundation Ministries. This is for everybody that's connected to us. God has a plan and God has enough power to accomplish that plan. God wants us to have victory. He calls us to it. If he didn't, he wouldn't say cross the Jordan. God didn't call us to cross the Jordan to to come this far and be defeated. He says, I got Jericho for you to conquer. I got other cities for you to conquer. The Jordan isn't anything. It's a hop, skip, and a jump compared to what else I have for you to conquer. It's only done through the supernatural power of God. I'm going to bless you. (laughs) Moses stands at the Red Sea and lifts his rod and it splits. Jordan don't split till somebody steps in it. Oh, see, there's some people in here God's called to step in it. You've been stepping in some stuff. But it ain't what God called you to step into. You've been stepping in doubt. You've been stepping in unbelief. You've been stepping in unforgiveness. You see, you've been stepping in all this stuff, right? And that's called, you've been sitting there wondering why you've been stepping on stuff. And you're just experiencing the stink of it. You're not stepping where God told you to step. And so you know what God said? Sit down. 
you know what? God's tired of you stepping in the wrong stuff too. Sit down and watch. Because see, here's the truth. No matter what God's called us to, or no matter whatever God's called us through, amen? No matter what God has called us to or what God has called us through, we ain't going to have any victory or power without the Spirit of God and without God's ability. It's not happening without Him. It's not. God will give us victory over every problem. He said, every place the feet, the soles of your feet step. That's, he didn't say that to Moses, lift your hand. Joshua, step. But these people don't want to step. So God says, sit down. Mm. I know there's some people in here like me that feels like sometimes God puts you in a timeout. But what I love about God's timeout is God's timeout is never without his presence. If God tells me to sit down, God intends to sit with me. Oh, See, we're scared of sitting down because we're afraid we'll be all alone. But when we decide to rest on his record, when we decide to rest on his resources, oh, church, are you willing to let God take care of it? Are you willing to say, God, I'm, I'm tired of trying to cross the Jordan by myself. I'm tired of trying to do it all alone. You see, when we let God be God in our lives... He's going to help us live victoriously every day. We're not going to live victorious through our ingenuity or our education. We're only going to live victoriously by surrendering to the supernatural power of God. I'm helping you today. Here's the problem with the Jordan. We forget its significance. The Bible speaks in words that are not happen chance. Everything is calls us to remember or remind us of the promise of God. Everything, everything, everything puts us to the power of God. John writes his gospel, John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning. Any Hebrew who would read that, any Jew that would read that would instantly go back to Genesis chapter 1. God's word calls us to remember. You're going to sit here for three days. Was a foreshadowing. The significance of three days speaks of the resurrected life. Jesus was in the grave for three days. Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days. Abraham and Isaac went up on the mountain for three days. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say this to us all. Life in Canaan is no less than the resurrected life. God wants us to live in resurrection power. Come on, church. God wants us to have the resurrection power. He wants us to walk in the resurrection power. Can I say this to us? We are reconciled by the death of Jesus. But, everybody say but. We are saved by the life of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, he brought us to God. But, everybody say but. It is his life that helps us live victoriously. His death pardons us. His life gives us power to live. His death pardoned us, but his life gives us power to live. The resurrected power lives inside of me and you today. It's not something in ancient history. It's not something that was there and isn't there anymore. The power of God that resurrected Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, it lives inside of us now. It's that power that causes us to live. What problem, what difficulty, what habit have you ever come against that has the power to resist victory in your life? None. Unless you're stepping in the wrong direction. 
You see, when we have the power of God flowing in our hearts and lives, listen, can you think of anything more difficult than bringing Jesus out of the grave? Can you think of anything more difficult than conquering death? So why, why do we not put our faith to work and realize there's nothing too difficult for God? God wants us to live victoriously in every life. Not partial victory, but total victory. I once was lost, but now? I once was an addict, but now? I once was a slave, but now? Come on, somebody. I once was defeated, but now? You see, for God's people, there's a new diet. And sometimes there's a delay. Because God is calling us to prepare. Why? Because there's always a new dedication required. Now, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to violate you a little bit. But I'm going to bless you with something so you understand it. The tribe of Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh, they were interested in real estate on the eastern side of Jordan. And so Moses gave him permission. You got to help the rest of us. But yep, when it's done, when it's done, you can come back. Not until it's done, but when it's done, you can come back. Now this caused some division among God's people. And let me tell you why that caused division among us still today. Because there are some people who want to associate with people who want to go into Canaan. But they're too content to live on the wrong side of the Jordan. And it causes struggle with us. And we feel like we got to negotiate with them. We're like, it's okay. Moses gave them permission. It's okay. Joshua reminded them of their promise. It was all right. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, Pastor Don. <laughs> Hold on. You see, we can't be people who want to do stuff right on Sunday. But when Monday comes, we're going to go back to the wilderness. Because Canaan's on the opposite side of the Jordan. On the east side of the Jordan is still the wilderness. And we're trying to break the cycle of the wilderness. But we can't enter Canaan because we aren't prepared. And we don't want to prepare. No, that's not what we want to do, right? See, we're not interested in staying in Canaan. We're excited for maybe some other people to go. But I want to stay connected. I want to stay connected to my cycles. I don't be broken from them. I don't stay connected to them. Let me tell you something. You'll never, ever, ever get over sin until you hate it. You can't play with it and make it your friend and think you're going to get over it. You're never going to walk out in deliverance to something you determined to live with. I'm telling you right now, you will not be delivered with what you live with. What you tolerate is what you give permission to. And the east side of the Jordan is not Canaan. It's not God's promise. It's not God's plan. But Moses gave them permission. Moses ain't God. Moses didn't call them to the land of Canaan. They didn't believe in victory in every area of their life. And so for them, Canaan was not a reality. It's just a good sermon. Well, Pastor Don's helping you today. You might not be back next week. Come back next week. Breno's preaching. It's not God's plan. It's not God's will. And I can prove it to you. 
God's plan and God's wills for everyone to go into Canaan, the land of rest, the, the land of release, the land of refreshment. It's not God's plan for 80% of his people uh, to go in and 20% to stay behind. His plan is for everybody to go in. Let me, know, let me tell you why I know this is God's plan. Because when the Assyrians came against the nation of Israel, the first tribes that fell were Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben. Don't yell at me, Pastor Don. You will always die in the wilderness. You can't live in victory in the wilderness. You can't live. There's no victory there. The enemy lives there. God hasn't called you to victory in the wilderness. He's called you to victory in Canaan. And so you got to break that cycle. But too many of us won't go in because we ain't prepared to leave the wilderness. And we got to break the cycle of unpreparedness. We got to break the cycle of unpreparedness. Victory is found, listen, with God. It's never found with flirting with the fringes and bargaining with the borders. Joshua 1.16. Everything, everywhere. Everything, everywhere. Everything, everywhere. You see, in preparing for the next stage of your life, it's important that you say everything and everywhere. Your future isn't just a matter of your own ambition. If it was, you'd be there already. Y'all are quiet people today. Y'all usually help me out a little bit more than this. Your future's a matter of your submission to God. I'm going to say this. My dad used to say it this way. I'm going to say it a little different. My dad used to say, Don, there's no right way to do the wrong thing. Hello, somebody. Just this week, I had to tear off a spot on my house. It was rotten because someone tried to cut corners. And I was reminded of what my dad used to say when he was building. And we'd find something like this. And he would say, listen, cutting corners doesn't get a job finished faster. It leaves a job to be redone. Do it right. He used to say, how come there's time to do it right the second time, but there's never time to do it right the first time? And those are wisdom from my dad that used to say this to me all the time. Why? Why is there time to do it right the second time? Do it right the first time. We don't have to come back to it. Listen, there's never, I'm going to say this is PD's version of Terry Smith's wisdom. You know, sometimes when you read the different versions of the Bible, it says a little different. So you got, you got Terry Smith's version, and you got Don Smith's version. There's never any point in going forward if it's down the wrong path. You, you don't go forward by walking backwards into the wilderness. You're never going to cross Jordan by walking backwards into the wilderness, right? Who were the first tribes to die when the Assyrians came? Those who said, we don't want to cross the Jordan. Here's the deal. They promised to cross it and fight. Why would you cross the obstacle and then go back across it again? But we do it all the time because we're unprepared to stay. Listen, when you finally surrender everything and everywhere to God, there's nothing left to be troubled about. Psalms, come on, Psalms 37, 4, take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Everybody say amen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, come on. God promised to give me the desires of my heart. No, 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 no. If we delight in the Lord, he will fulfill my dreams. No, 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 no. No, no. Everybody say negative. Let me bless you with some good theology. If we make the Lord's heart my delight... He will place within me the desires I most need in my heart. And that will bring me the greatest joy. Everything, 
changes when God has all there is. Come, come on up here, worship team. I, I got to be done. Everything changes when God has all there is. When it's everything everywhere, there's nothing left to be troubled about. See, time church is quickly passing for believers to be what God intends us to be. It's time to prepare our hearts now for victory. Now, don't send me no emails talking about how mean I was to my wife because her and I laugh about that all the time. That's hilarious. We own the way and she starts taking off her shoes. I tell you what, it is the funnest drive we ever have. Because see, just because y'all uptight and stuck with each other and don't like it don't mean it. But see, y'all don't know how to have fun. I mean, because don't, don't do that to me. Y'all, I'm married to a prophet. She gives it to me as much as I give it to her. And the thing is, I married her because I love all that spit and vinegar. Well, some days are a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more tart with the vinegar, but hey, but it's a preservative. Come on, you ever just took a bite of something that you knew had some vinegar, but when you bit it, it was like a lot, and you were like, whoa! Yeah, that happens sometimes. Because there are some days that I start on about taking on the shoes, off the shoes in the car, and she ain't in the mood. There's a little bit more vinegar in that return. We need a new diet. And what we do during the delay, come on church, that should bring a new dedication. A new dedication says, God, I'm going with you into Canaan. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to experience the abundance. Listen, the victory, the resurrection power that you have and intended for me to know, that's what I want to experience. Will we as a ministry, as individuals, as a church, as a local body, make a new dedication? Will we say to God, prepare me so that I can possess? Prepare me so that I can have a new diet, a new dedication. Some of you married folk, y'all going to hear it when the marriage sermon's here. Y'all need to change what you're eating. Some of you prodigals, you got some parents waiting for you to come home. You want to live on the east side of the Jordan, though. You better, you better change what you're eating. Prepare me so that I can possess. Prepare me to have a new diet, a new dedication to you. Help me cross this Jordan. It's it's time for some Christians to break the cycle of unpreparedness. We're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. Come on. And I get it. There's struggle and there's frustration. And we've been trying to do what we can to bide our time we just got a mess strode out everywhere and when God finally pulls up we're not ready we're not ready we got to break the cycle of unpreparedness hello somebody come on young man if you're not ready to give up every dream every desire that you've ever had and die for a young lady you're not ready you're not ready go get a goldfish not ready for no girl. And young ladies, if you are not willing to follow him as he follows God, you're not ready. You're not ready. Church, ministry is more than Sunday morning. 
And most of the church ain't ready to do what it's called to do. Because we so bent on Sunday morning. This is where we should celebrate what our preparedness did last week. Our worship should be celebration. Look what the Lord has done. It's not about look what the Lord will do. It's about celebrate. Look what the Lord has done. He saved my neighbors. Come on. He saved my family. He brought my prodigals home. He healed my body. Right? It's all past and it's what he did. Right? So, but we got to get prepared now. Stand with me. Come on. Lord, we want to break the cycle of unpreparedness. And we, this is not about works. Lord, your grace saved us. And that, that's, that's not the issue at hand this morning. We are saved. Have, eternity is settled for us. But Lord, Canaan doesn't represent heaven. It represents the land you intend for us to live in now. The victory you intend for us to have now. Jesus said that he came to give us life and life more abundant. And so, Lord, we have to admit that we are unprepared to experience the abundant life. Because we refuse to change our diet. And we look at a, at a delay and allow it to cause in our mind... A thought that what's in front of us is insurmountable. And so God, I just want to pray right now. I want to pray right now. Even prophesy right now. There's some sickness in this room, God. That you, you, you have called that person to change their diet. To feast on the word of God. There's some depression in this room. That the word of God, the book of Psalms is going to deliver you. You're going to change your diet. Instead of meditating on the things of, of woe, you're going to meditate on the things of God. There's some anxiety in this room that God wants to drive out because you've been trusting your own strength. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I have called you and I have the power to bring across my plan. What I have called you to, I plan to resource you in there. So worry won't cause, won't cause you to... There's some, Lord, there's some, there, there's some people in here, Lord, that are on the fringes. They, they've been saying all that's good for them, but I... I kind of like where I'm at on this side of the Jordan. And, and God, you don't want them to be defeated by the Assyrians, by the enemy. But God, you want them to live in Canaan. And, and they're going to make a decision about moving forward. I think there's some, there's some marriages that are on the brink. And the enemy has convinced you. That stepping into divorce is the way to fix it. I just feel like God is saying, no, no, no. I want you to step into victory. Some addictions to substance. There's some addictions to pornography. There's some addictions to things that destroy us. That God is calling us to deal with. And the reason we're on repeat is because we trust in our own strength. And God is saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. Everything, everywhere. 
And so, Father, we just say to you, come and move right now in the name of Jesus. Come and move right now in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, church, the altar's open. No, there's no judgment in this house. We're going into Canaan together. Come on.